Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This week's Footballistically Arsenal is brought to you by Gaz and the team at the Blue Ball in Walton-on-the-Hill near Epsom. Check out their amazing Sunday lunch. And whilst you're there, enjoy it with a pint of Watney's Pale Ale. Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal. You'll recognise immediately it's not the voice of Boyd Hilton. He's done the equivalent of pulling out in the warm-up today. But he uh, is well and he'll be back next week. In his place, I've got two tremendous guests anyway. Jeff Arsenal, Twitter legend, has come with a Costa coffee. I mean, he's late, but he had time to get the coffee, I noticed. What what have you got with you, Jeff? I'm not not a Twitter legend anymore. And and the Costa coffee is the only coffee I drink. Jeff, I, I reached my mobile to check your following on, on Twitter, and I, I think it's, it's ever grown. Oh, let's have a look. 147,000 147, followers. Yeah, that was when I was in my pump. I think I've lost a few since, a few thousand since a, uh, maybe a year or so. But it's not the end of the world. Do you think people it's are slowly up. removing you? You may be, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't give that information anymore that they require. So right. I'm like, a, I, my, my sponge is now dry. <laughs> um, well, listen, uh, it's great to have you with us, Jeff. But we are joined by someone who has not appeared on this podcast since January 2013, which actually precedes my involvement in the wow. podcast. Um, Chris Martin. Chris, welcome. Thanks. Obviously, you made such an impression last time. You had to get me back. Six um, years later. Chris, I, I can't be blamed because you were off my radar until I noticed on your Twitter this week as I was scrolling the podcast feed, you said you were back in the UK. You live in LA. I live in Los Angeles. I'm not as particular in my coffee as Jeff, though, um, with his Costa only, uh, <laughs> despite the rumours. Um, yeah, I'm back for a week. I was back for a wedding, and then you reached out, and I thought, I'd love to do this. This is great. Just... So thank you for fitting it into your schedule. Your, your Twitter bio, Boyd loves reaching for people's Twitter bios. as right. way of, re- I'd say introduction, I guess reintroduction for those that have been with us for the last six and a half years. Yeah. Um, not in Coldplay. I'm not in Coldplay. Podcast at Babysitting Trev. Yes. Is that still going? It is still going. It's... Um, hibernating because I've been away it's hard to do them yeah but um transatlantic transatlantic but um despite not being in, I'm sure most of my followers unlike Jeff actually do think I'm in Coldplay despite me saying that 
It's most of them are Indian people that think I'm in Coldplay. So of the 20,000... I'd say probably 70% are Indian people who think I'm in Coldplay. Can you sing? I can't sing. Um, I just am a white guy with facial hair, so they're like, and yeah. you must be the same. I must say, Chris has also come wearing a, a particularly cool retro T-shirt, yeah, a World Cup USA 94. As I said, my wife actually got this for me, so well done her. I'll pass on your compliments. Yeah, please do. I feel rude snagging the, uh, the assist on that. Um, well, you, you were at a wedding, Chris, you were just saying at the weekend. Yes. And Jeff, I hope I'm not selling you out here by saying you had domestic housework yeah, that you had to oversee. Kitchen fitters in there. Kitchen still fitters. in there at the moment and it's not finished. How yet. big is your kitchen no, that they need to be there for not, three days? Yeah, well, it's quite a big, but you know... Uh, Times are good. Are, women are tricky, aren't they? So okay. some women are tricky. Not all women, I know there's everyone different. Okay. Well, I know you've... Uh, I know <laughs> before, you've... I, before I get battered <laughs> on Twitter. Another couple of thousand followers. Lost, that's right, lost. It'll be 140,000 by, uh, by next weekend. Uh, Jeff, I know you've seen the game, and, and Chris, I think you've seen the highlights, so we, we, we will go through that. But it feels like there's much more to talk about than simply reflecting on not only the Wolves game, not only talking really about the, the Liverpool 5-5, which seems a lifetime ago, but was since we did this podcast. But there's wider issues at play, is. it feels, that I think we, uh, that we need to talk about. Chris, um, just before you got here, Jeff was saying to me that he felt the game and result against Wolves was just entirely predictable. And that's yeah. how I felt coming out of it. It wasn't shock. It's kind of disappointment with the general malaise of this team. Yeah, it's very true. I mean, I think everyone now has got to grips with lowering their expectations because we're just... I mean, the last three games uh, against them smaller sides that we used to roll over every single week, now we're... You know what? We're struggling to get a result against them. It could have been completely different at the weekend uh, where we could have got beat. We could have quite... I mean, we're giving away too many chances. I mean, that's just crazy, especially when we cannot defend. We can't defend for Toffee. And I think we, we'd gone through it before, you and I, Josh. And I, 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 I hate to say it, but I told you so with regards to what was going to happen. We're now a club that are going to go through the three-year process of, of managers. Do you think then, was it going to be, Chris anyone who came after Wenger? Or is it that Unai Emery's just not good enough? Um, I think it's the latter, personally. Um, I just... Yeah, it's obviously going to be a big change after Wenger. But, like, for me... I don't know. I look... I, I feel... You're talking about Klopp as a comparison, which is hard because Klopp, I think, is in a, in a different category. But I still think you could see what he was trying to do with Liverpool within a couple of months. So... One part of me wants to give him time, but I think we all... We know what he's about now, right? And I think somebody else, and I'm not saying Arteta would have been the solution, but I think being more creative in the, I mean, it's the, it's the unknown, so I can't be like, you don't know what it would have been like, right? But I think where we were at, you need to go someone young and exciting and just to take, yeah, just take us somewhere different. Because I think, like, I know Mourinho's name's going around, but like, I think going for these managers that have got a reputation, but their reputation isn't particularly great. They're just known names. I think you've got to, mm. you've got to kind of not blow it up, but you've got to try something different, I think. What's worrying, Jeff, is you could say, as people, I think, were six weeks ago, well, Bellerin's going to come back into this team. Holding's going to come back into this team. Yeah. This is actually what we've got. I think Pep's On Saturday, Bellerin. okay, Pep, Pepe could have played. Pep could have played, but it's not He's like not we're missing trees, four or five... We're not missing four or five key players. Now. No, no. I mean, you know, I mean, everybody said that with the squad that Wenger had, anybody could do better, right? Remember that. Anybody's now saying with the squad that Emery's got, anybody could do better. It's not that quite that simple. I mean, 
lowering expectations is great because you've got you're not going to win the league with, with Man City. I don't think so with Man City and Liverpool in the form that they're in, right? So you've got to really wipe your mouth on that and hope to pump for one of the cups. But um, you know. I'm I'm a little bit worried now and you know me I'm quite optimistic I'm a little bit worried that we're we're shooting for for top eight now and uh, but is it that we're maybe a top eight team but we have Aubameyang that's what it's starting to feel like and and the fact that Aubameyang has gone you you think no we're better than that we're better than that I just think the right guy in charge would you're supposed to make your team better than they are on paper it doesn't have to be miles better but I think on paper we have better players than like Leicester, yeah. but the, look at how I'm not saying Rogers is the answer, but the way he gets them, he has an identity and he gets them doing things. We just need somebody. I just think, I just think the communicate. I just think the players they haven't down tools, but I just think they're just like I don't know what I'm doing, and that's that uncertainty in these guys. Well, is gonna... well the Mesut situation seems to suggest that's very much the case because left out completely for for weeks on end, given well, I think two appearances, uh, you know, ahead of the the game at Anfield last week. For Emery to go from a situation where he's not willing to put him in 18, to then suddenly he's back in the Premier League team, and not only that, but he's starting. I think he's stuck it on him. I honestly thought, I think to myself, that he's, he's stuck him in there. Go on, Mesut. I'm going to stick you in against Liverpool. You're going to go and fuck it up, yeah. right? But he was he was different class. Wasn't he, he was the best player on the pitch. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's Mesut Ozil, right? He, if, you, if you put your arm around him, I think, he, he, oh, of course he's going to have them games. I've been uh, highly critical, but he is. You so you, he got the ball and you, you just, it, I don't know, it was amazing just yeah. watching him playing for, an, uh, for Arsenal. We hadn't seen for a few weeks. 100%. That moment, okay, it's an assist in a League Cup game. Oh, it's probably was, the most memorable moment of the season so, so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah just, just so the Ozil. Just brilliant. Just screaming, just saying, no one else. Look, you know, he's, he's what gets you excited about football, right? Yeah, I just feel that to suddenly go from not being 18 to sticking him in the 18... No one else is... He he's not doing that with any other player, no. which suggests there's a big problem there with how he's, as you say, communicating and how much faith the team have in him. I wonder, Jeff, under Wenger, when the fans started to turn on him, and me and you, yeah. you and I, should I yeah. say, if we're yeah. speaking properly, yeah. were two of those who defended him pretty much till the end. Yeah. But it was a different situation, 22 years. But nowadays in football, I think once the fans turn on the manager... Very rarely does this turn around. No, it's I, st- true. I now think the majority, and I've seen Twitter polls, and okay, Twitter polls aren't necessarily reflective yeah. of, Whoa, of everyone, but it's a good indicator probably. 90%. And I think 90% pretty much are just done with it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And therefore, how long, how long do you think it lasts, Chris? Um, I'm slightly concerned by the... Uh, I mean, I'm, the words coming out of the hierarchy, is that what they're called now? Sounds so official, the hierarchy. But they seem to be... It seems to be... Con- we're going to wait till the end of... That can't be... That can't be a way to run it. You can't just wait. The whole point is we need to make top four, right? Yeah. And from and this is what's kind of good about the internet now, as much as there's a lot of angry people arguing, is um, stuff like metrics and stuff, as much as it makes you sound like a bit of a nerd, it is useful to see what's happening in the broader scheme of things. Mm. And surely they're looking, like not, not just this season, from two months to go last, once he didn't yeah. have Aaron Ramsey, right? Yeah. He hasn't, what has he done in, in the two months of last season, first two months of this season, that would warrant you thinking he's going to turn it around. I don't think he's... Wenger would cash so much goodwill, you could do that. This guy, what, he had that unbeaten run, but still was kind of unconvincing. And so, for them, it feels like if we lose to Leicester, he has to go. But I'm slightly worried they're not going to do that. Um, and I don't know. I think because he's a nice... Do you know what I mean? It's funny, we tried to move away from Wenger, but it seems like he's almost got all of Wenger's worst qualities and none of the positives in terms of 
He's not great at the defence. There's no exciting attacking play, really. No. But all, he's supposed to be a nice guy. And so Wenger, again, he's like a lovely bloke. So I, I feel like he's nice, but that's not what you need. You just want a guy to... My biggest fear, right, when we were defending Wenger, right, my, honestly, my biggest fear that we, was, we would lose that football philosophy of, you know, mm-hmm. um, that fluent, offensive football that we used to play, right... And what I thought we was getting in Emery was still that fluent football, but someone that would organise the defence a little bit better, right? Because obviously Arson, he would more rely on just scoring, outscoring the other teams. And it just hasn't happened. And in fact, I believe that we've got worse. Yes, absolutely. And the problem is, in terms of letting it go, Chris, as you say, you know, most businesses, if they thought the man at the top wasn't right, would address it and get rid of him. I just don't know with Tanahi and with Edu, who presumably we feel are the two people that, that could pull the trigger on him, whether they come from a, a position whereby they are under pressure from Cronkay to, to pull the trigger, to, to make a decision, or whether there is a feeling of there's still time, there's loads of time left in the season. Yes, we're, you know, we're not that many points technically off the top four, but I wonder if we go to Leicester, who are probably the team we now have to pip to fourth. Certainly, if you look at the odds, you know, mm. Chelsea are expected to make it, City, Liverpool are a done deal. Than Arsenal yeah. at the moment. But if we go, I mean, forget, I remember going to the game with, um, with Alex Brook at the end of our season. We went up to that game together, really positive. As we all go, and then you get to the stadium, really positive. And then you sit there and you get smashed 3-0 and you think, oh no, oh, sure. this is just what it's been like away from home for the last two years. Yeah. And if we go there next Saturday and get smashed 3-0 again, with an international break coming up, do you think there's any chance... Well, you know what? The old Arsenal and the hierarchy that was in charge previously, right? I would say, yes, definitely. They're going to give them to the end of the season because that's what we do. But with this, with this new lot, you, you just really don't know. They might, no. just, they, might, they might pull the plug on him and, and, and let him go. But me, personally, I would prefer to... Um, we need continuity, whatever happens, right? And I do think that we should... Unless we fall off a cliff, right? Which is what for you? Oh. Well, we could be Spurs or Man United at the moment, you know. But if we keep on... Listen, we're not beating... My problem is we're not even beating the average or what we call average sides any longer. Yeah. Right? That's where the problem lies. It's all right when we just get worried about getting... Well, we ain't well away at one of the top six for blah, 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 months or whatever. Yeah. Sitting so many games. We can't even fucking beat... Sheffield United, Palace, Wolves. Come on. Sheffield United, Palace and Wolves, right? Two points. And the same last year that cost us the top four. We played Palace, didn't we? we I think we played Wolves. Brighton, and there was another game in Brighton between. Brighton. Yeah. Three games. I think we took three points or got beat in one of them. Come on. And that, so the writing was on the wall then. Would you pull the trigger? If we get beat at Leicester, you'd be happy, I mean, I, I, I'm, and I'm, It sounds... I think there's a slight... One of the lovely things about Arsenal is I think we have a... a maybe not so much more of a, a perceived way of doing things and we're classy club so I think there's a reticence to be a club to just you know we, we don't think we're, we think we're better than Chelsea and we are but Chelsea are horrible you know, those are scumbags right but we so I think there's a reticence to be like binning off managers left right and centre but I don't think it's reactionary to be I mean if I hope he turns it around and we win on the weekend but for me there's no sign that it was going to be anything but a loss um, if we get a draw I think that would actually yeah. be a relatively good result but um, where we're at the moment but I just think it's like we've come from such a unique thing with Wenger to this. And so we're scared to be burning managers 
left, right and centre. But I sort of think we're just in that position now where it's going to take, it might not be the next manager. Like if Freddie comes in, he might not be the answer, but maybe there's the end of the season. It might take two or three. But I think when you, there's the, everything shows it's going downhill. And, and the only thing that's sort of, I think saving him, as you kind of touched on this, Jeff, is, is uh, Man U and Tottenham are, are worse. Yeah. But I still think that's like, Having that as the excuse to not fire him feels we're like Arsenal. We should be like yeah. I, I know we're not we're not going to win the league, but we should be like let's be up with the squad we've got. What they did in the summer, we should be easily hitting third. Yeah. and that's not being cocky. Yeah, no, it's true. When the team's in front in... of us, we should be above them. Exactly. No. So Leicester, really, we uh, we should really be above Leicester. We should a big football club like Arsenal Absolutely. should be up there. The uh, blog, I'm sorry, the Ask blog did a poll, which I think was the one maybe you were referring to, yeah. which put out after the game on Unai Emery. And 87% of 59,000 voters a lot of wanted him sacked yeah. sack now. Yeah. I mean, it's, is that an, is, is it's that, a bit reactionary sometimes, yeah. I think. You know, it's the, but... You know, again, who do you replace him with? And, and, and be careful. Well, go on. We better, we better talk about the, the big one that has been voiced in the newspapers and, and broadcasters. No, I, Jose Mourinho. And it's hard to tell if it's coming from Mourinho's camp and edging for a job. Definitely coming from Mourinho. Definitely. Yeah. That, that man, it's, it's so divisive. If, we, if we're divided now, yeah. right, like we was with, with Wenger, we'd be even worse with, under Absolutely. Mourinho. I can't stand the way he plays football. I don't like his mannerisms. I mean, you can't go from Arsene Wenger to, yeah. to Jose Mourinho. That is it's like going from the frying pan into a volcano of shit. It's, you don't want that. I wonder what Arsene would be thinking. Can you imagine? Oh. I mean, he's not coming back to the club at the moment, as it is because he doesn't want to be around the place while the people that sacked him yeah. are there. Can you well, imagine him ever coming back is. if Mourinho? Hmm. I did tweet this, which was like, why would we get Edu in? And then get in Marine. Do you know what I mean? That feels like yeah. a weird... I feel yeah. like it's got to be um, coming from... It just feels like the weirdest... Why would you yeah, get Edu pay- to be overseeing this philosophy and all this? And then we bring in Mourinho, which is like such a band-aid. At, and shall uh, I be honest with you? We couldn't even afford Mourinho because he's going to be £10 million pound a year. Right? Yeah, he brings all his staff in as well. And then he's going to be another £19 million to sack in two years. Yeah, that's so. right. So, uh, no... I, just, I don't uh, think so. No, no, I hope no, no. not. You think is? Would you... I mean, the thing about Mourinho, people always say, is that... Ultimately, he's been pretty successful everywhere he's been, even as he describes that, taking Man United to second. I do not care. I would rather... You'd rather stick with Unai. ...team for two years and have Jose Mourinho. I really would. But I'll tell you what I think may happen. I think what I would do, um, if it was at all possible, I would would stick with Unai until the end of the season, let him know, uh, and and have a punt with Mikel Arteta. Because he knows the club... Uh, he's had good experience there on the pep. He's going to want to. I think. I think he'd want. He wants to do the job. Uh, and if, you, like, like you said, Chris, if you're going to have a pump, what, what, he's, he's going to be fresh and, and vibrant. And well, I'm just getting the uh, bookmakers odds in front of us, and I'm afraid Mourinho is the favourite, five to two across the market, followed by Arteta, Vieira, Brendan Rodgers, Allegri, Lundberg. Deschamps and then uh, and then various others, but uh, yeah, I don't even want to spend too much time talking about the idea of Mourinho. No. I hate the idea that the man who you know pushed and shoved, you know, pushing and shoving with our oh, great man, Charles and Wenger. Yeah, <laughs> I do feel a bit like that. Dad. Yeah. I, I just do you think the football club realised that at least half the fan base do not want Jose Mourinho anywhere near the club? I think they would. I think I surely, think surely online, radio. someone is re- like yeah, cool. someone is reading. You'd hope yeah. so. It'd yeah. be odd to. 
they made good noises about him not meeting Raul. So that made the fact they like quashed that felt good mm. to me. Did you? Hear yeah, I mean, was... He, he was at the the game, wasn't he? Yeah, the Victoria yeah. game because there was a link from his father, Portugal, I think. Yeah. It was a Portuguese link rather than any hopeful, um, hopefully, any interest in the managerial vacancy um, that could or could not materialise. Just in terms of the game on on on, on Saturday, in in terms of the team, it was an introduction for Meza Ozil. Yeah, and. A, a, you know, no, no place for, for Pep. What did, what did you make of, to be honest of the with team you, I was that was done? Were you happy? Yeah. yeah, I was. I was quite happy to see Aubameyang. Um, and Lacazette. Lacazette up top. I thought, I thought, I, I, I maybe would have rather have gone with Pepe, but then maybe Ozil would have had to drop out. But when I see Ozil there, I thought, you know what, that's good. That's, that's, that's a positive. And the only real decisions at the moment is, Hector better in not being seen as being quite fit enough and hasn't performed probably well enough in the games he's had. So Chambers has maintained his place. There's a lot of Otherwise, there's like, not a lot of choice going on. There's a lot of people that really like Hector Bellerin, but I'm one that says he's got a lot to do to, to really perform and get in a, a, a proper Arsenal team. Right. We better talk about Xhaka because obviously we, last week's podcast was um, done, I guess, in the aftermath of, of what had happened, but before we really knew um, how the situation would play out with the club. I must admit, I thought that he would play uh, you know, some role. I just thought there'd be a, a, an, an apology of sorts come out last sort of Monday evening, Tuesday possibly, and it didn't really come. I, I don't know if maybe it's just worth quickly reading out this uh, statement that he made. Just I'm sure people have seen it, but I, also I know you, you both weren't at the actual game, but, it, but incredibly, this was the actual captain's notes in the programme. I mean, how many years have we been having a programme with captain's notes and, and now here in 2019 we're just printing out an Instagram quote. Yeah. Um, but, but essentially, you know, after taking some time to reflect on what happened on Sunday afternoon, I'd like to give you an explanation rather than a quick response. The scenes that took place around my substitution have moved me deeply. I love this club and always give 100% on and off the pitch. It's my feeling of not being understood by fans and repeated abusive comments at matches and in social media over the last weeks and months have hurt me deeply. People have said things like, we will break your legs, kill your wife and wish that your daughter gets cancer. This has stirred me up and I reached boiling point when I felt the rejection in the stadium on Sunday. In this situation, I let myself be carried away and reacted in a way that disrespected the group of fans that support our club, our team and myself with positive energy. This has not been my intention. I'm sorry if that's what people thought. My wish is that we get back to a place of mutual respect and remembering why we fell in love with this game in the first place. Let's move forward positively together which essentially is an explanation not an apology yeah. is that how you interpreted it Jeff I mean yeah definitely I, I just think it was I was there at the game when it happened yeah and in, all the people around me um, they, they wasn't of course there was cheers that went up because he wasn't having a good game and he hasn't been playing that well and I, I listen I'm a little bit biased so I don't like him I don't think he's, he's fit to wear an Arsenal shirt, let alone, let alone captain the Arsenal team. It's shocking, right? Uh, but the way he reacted, uh, for me, he would never play for Arsenal ever again. So what do you do with him now? Because he, he was left out of the team, so he didn't take part at all, not even on the bench, no softly bringing him back in. What do you do? Where do you go now, Chris? What do you think? Because he's going to have to play at some point. He's too valuable an asset if we want to talk in business terms to the football club, I can't see him completely being rejected. Well, it depends. If it was a different manager, maybe. I just think Unai is so behind the eight ball. And like, like, like on the weekend, dropping Pepe, which you, some might say is warranted to put in Ozil and having brought back Ozil. I think he, he doesn't, partly while we're in this situation, I don't think he knows 18 months in how to get the best out of these players. So he's doing, he's doing what Wenger did at the end, which was like, 
after 22 years and he's like shit I'll go to the back uh, back five and he's like just scrabbling around to work it out yeah. so there'll be a point depends how long he stays in but if Unai's there um, he might be like oh I can just see him partly what I think Chambers is in is he's like he's big and he's big for goal kicks and so Shaka, another it sounds weird but another reason I think he gets in a lot is he's big so he might be like oh we need a bit of physicality I'll bring him in but he's not really dealt with it Unai what he's, he's sort of just gone I'll just I've, I've, that's the end of it and he's not playing at the moment but it's still like, I kind of like a bit more clarity and that's the, the yeah, recurring yeah, I, thing under Emery What's the, there's, there's no, no clarity. clarity there is no clarity I, don't, I honestly do not think he knows he, he's, he's best 11 okay and I as, as they, there's definitely trouble where people don't understand what, what he's, he, he's giving them to do asking them to do they don't really understand and that's where the problem lies they really don't know what we're doing okay we're going to talk more about this after a short break This week's Footballistically Arsenal was brought to you by the Ralston on Lily Road in Fulham in partnership with Watney's Pale Ale. With comfortable and modern surroundings, award-winning staff and a friendly atmosphere, it's a great place to watch sports on TV if you can't get to the game. Hello and welcome to Seeing Red, a true crime podcast brought to you by me, Mark and my co-host Bethan. Each week we take a deep dive into the dark world of true crime. Cases have ranged from the murder of Christina Abbott, a high-class escort who was killed by a sadistic client, to the Peru 2, a pair of young women convicted of smuggling drugs in South America. Whilst always respectful to the victims of these crimes, we do like to tell each story in our own unique style, with humour and lots of f***ing swearing. Join us every Wednesday for a new episode of Seeing Red, a true crime podcast, wherever you get yours. Jeff, just before we went to the break, you were talking there, I think, about the communication issues. And there's been rumours as well about some of the younger players in the squad effectively taking the piss out of of Emery. And I don't know if it's correct to draw a conclusion or a link between the comments that Saka made after his debut away in Frankfurt, which we've mentioned on this podcast. But he spoke about how integral Lundberg had been in terms of um, communication to help him, in terms of maybe the manager not helping him. With that being the case, with Mesut Ozil's situation being as, as low as it is, I think it, it draws a, a, a lot of problems. A lot of fans found it weird that he, he turned to Saka over Pepe on Saturday. You know, he needed, needed someone to come on. It was, it that was, was a slightly strange one. And then with five minutes to go, he, he swaps the left-backs. Tyranny for Kalazinac, when you are desperately needing a goal and you've got someone you've signed strange. as a forward it, it, for £70 million. The was as strange as well. Well, the Ozil one, he seemed to clarify that it was a pre-arranged, which then set up the idea that he was then likely to start in the Premier League as if this was all just some sabbatical Ozil's been on that he agreed and now he was going to bring him singing and dancing back into the squad. It, it doesn't... It well, does. from the start, he, he stuck it on himself yeah. with the Ramsey debacle, right? He's let him go for free, uh, you know, at the end of the day. Ultimately, he, he was the one that... Uh, he, that was about to sign Ramsey, wasn't he? You know, apparently he'd been offered a contract and he was due to sign it. And he said, well, I don't really fancy him for that kind of money to yeah. pay him. Right? Then he's isolated Ozil. Now, they're two Arsenal... It's two of our best players. If they're yep. playing in the team, they're two of our best players, without a shadow of a doubt. So when you start doing that and you're not having good results, you're going to put stick it. You're sticking it on yourself. I think you're probably right. Um, I just want to 
touch upon the, the Carabao Cup game because it was an extraordinary game. I mean, how many five fives Brilliant guy. It was a do you get? Brilliant for the neutral. I felt really deflated at the end, though. And then when I sort of watched the highlights back, I thought, actually, there's a load of positives to take from this game. Um, and probably all it does is save us humiliation against Man City at some point in this competition. But it was a great, great game for the neutral. Yeah, well, I, I watched it. Again, like part of the issue, it, it's not a... You can be playing sort of less eye-catching football if there's results to go with it, right? Correct. But this season has been bad results and bad football. Yeah. So really the only time I've enjoyed watching us is in the Cups, right? Because you see these young players... It feels like he almost... I mean, I'm not in the... It's almost like he maybe just goes, I'm not really going to coach. Just go and have a laugh. Like, and, he goes, yeah. and you can see that. And, and that's sort of why I think, you know, there's talks, you know, his whole thing he's famous for is making them watch so many videos of other teams. He's so obsessed with the other teams in, in the Premier League. And he hasn't worked out really that Arsenal's a big club. When you go to any club pretty much outside the top six, you should just go and impose yourself on them and, and dominate. But he, he, I, I get the impression from the way we play, he's got a different tactical thing for each game, which is why the players look so confused and the formation's confused, different. Yeah. But in the cup games like that, you're like, great, put young players on who are sort of the most exciting thing about the Arsenal thing as well. Willock's exciting to look, Saka, like all the, uh, Smith Rowe's kind of not really talked about, but he's one of the guys, I think, if you get some run, he's, he looks like he could be that kind of... Um, sort of advanced yeah. central midfielder or something but um, yeah so seeing those guys do that unfortunately when we were 5-4 up I really I still just because it's Emer- I just didn't think we would yeah. main- even with three minutes to go and it's not because of- I just thought like there's no there's no direction even the, the subs were kind of defensive at the end of that game weren't yeah, they oh, yeah. he did I can't remember who he put on at the end but you just felt like he's like right I'm going to try and not that you're just going to go gung-ho, but it just feels like once you start putting that doubt, because he has the doubt, I think it seeps into the players and they yeah, think, oh, we're going to let in another goal. I think with Martinelli, we, we have a younger player who there wasn't the expectation, Jeff, that he was going to have the impact he has. Yeah. From what I understand, he was expected to go be with the under-23s and that was probably the, the sum of, you know, some of the expectations for this season. And yet he got half an hour on Saturday. Again, you know, we're talking about Saka coming on 15 minutes prior... Yeah. We'd seen this 18-year-old Brazilian kid come on yeah. who probably should have had a first-half hat-trick at Anfield the other yeah, day. Yeah, should have done, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, exciting. He, he, very exci- he's very exciting, the kid. Um, and we saw that from previous games as well. He's yeah. always scored them goals. You know, and he, he looks very, very... I like, I like it where he, he gets the ball down, he, he, he faces up to them, all them centre-backs and, the, yeah. and he just, he'll, have, he'll have a go at them. He's not frightened he's to run at them. He's got, and that, that's a raw talent where he's, he's got the balls to just... You know, the fact is, we'll have a go at him, mate, and see what happens. Yeah. And uh, that's good. Yeah, it's desperate sign. And presumably, as, as we maybe just have a touch on looking ahead to our Europa League games, and I completely agree with you, Chris. The most enjoyable games this season, although possibly we weren't all that brilliant, you know, for much of the game against Victoria, the reverse fixture where, you know, Pep scored his, his two excellent free kicks, yeah. and, uh, and that was what we hoped was going to kick on and start his, his season. Um, we, we go there, top of the group, three wins out of three. Vittoria are yet to get a, a point on the board after their three games. So this is their final chance to, to try and salvage anything from this group. Arsenal winning should put them through to the next stage. Are there players that y- you're, you're particularly keen to, to see to, to play in this team? Because at the moment, it's almost like we know exactly what the, the cup team is as well. That back four that played at Anfield of, of, of Rob Holding, of Mustafi, of, uh, of Kalazinac and Bellerin is, is probably about where we're going to be again. And in some ways, it's a, that wouldn't be a disgraceful back four to play in a Premier League game. And yet somehow they let in five at, at Liverpool. Some of them have got some, some probably proving, proving of themselves still to do. 
Yeah, holding's the one I'm not to. I mean, I think we there's a lot of. Uh, he's been away and his value's gone up a lot because he had a, he had a lovely little run yeah. before he got injured. And in that game, I thought he was particularly poor. But then, from his point of view, I just think if you're just thrown in, in you know, we, we can separate the teams and we have done well relatively in those midweek games. But I think if you're just like essentially like been chucked, especially as a defender, being chucked into this sort of don't sound too dramatic sort of a sinking ship and expected to sort of plug all the holes that's difficult and especially as he's like still trying to find his feet he's, there's a terrible injury and it's only what's he played like four or five times and it's not super regular so i hope he kind of learns from last week and kind of steps up again uh, mustafi reminded us why everyone's like, oh he's all right again and it reminded us that he's got the same thing as granite right which is he can actually be all right for a couple of games but then he does these these sort of brain farts which which the, 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 the i think the best players have consistency right so when you yeah. do that you consistently make mistakes it's the opposite of that so he's one of them so for me even like we're, we're going to win that group we're going to qualify put in like zek medley i mean I've, i'm not i haven't seen him enough to know but it, he's more there's more excitement potentially from him than Mustafi, who we've already written off, but then Ebery might bring him back in. I mean, who knows? He's supposedly written him off, but yeah, bring in Zach Medley maybe. And um, even I want to see that, uh, is it Balogun up front? The, uh, or um, Tyrese, uh, John, John Jules. The, the, the guy from Red Dwarf's nephew, whatever. I'd like to see them get a little bit yeah. of a run out because yeah. some of the other young players might, like, like Martinez creeping towards the weekend team. So give him more yeah. minutes, but like, let's even put a couple more youngsters in, I think. Yeah, you're not tempted by a trip to Portugal midweek? A, a 10 to 4 kickoff, huh? which I, I cannot remember a 10 to 4 on a Wednesday kickoff. That's not, you know, well, just a, going, like I'm playing away back. in Russia. This is a Central European time. I mean, we played a, 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 an FA Cup. I think the game was, I think the game was, it was, it was power cuts back in the 70s, right? Chris and I are going to have to just let you a, do this one. It was a Saturday game that got postponed, right? Yeah. And it was the next, the following Wednesday, three o'clock kickoff, right? Three o'clock on a Wednesday. On a Wednesday. Oh, wow. And I remember going there, the old man let me bunk off school for the day. Brilliant. So, oh God, it was in the 70s. Wow. So it just shows last the last time. time. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous time to have a. Well, is it is it TV or no? It, I, I believe it's because doesn't another team it's two other games aren't there? That yeah, night or something like playing that in, in yeah in Portugal Braga, in Braga, which is too close. So they uh, they've had to organise it taking place on a on a different well, night. See, we are the only Europa League game taking place yeah, on Wednesday. See, see, this, this is this is how to, how to oh we've just fallen to me. I mean, we we was we was last on match of the day at the weekend. I hear. I didn't actually watch the entirety of, uh, of Match of the Day. I, I saw the, the, the three-minute Sky it. highlights it, it for all the games. It breaks my heart when we, we play like we play. So I, I, I didn't even bother watching it, but I saw the, I saw the line-up right. on Twitter, and we was last. God. And you see all those other printers. And that's not, that's not... I mean, that's, that's bad. That's Burnley. And then we're playing at three o'clock in the afternoon on a Wednesday in a European tyre. You know, normally, if we was any... Uh, you know, I bet one of the top teams that are in the, uh, they're playing at eight o'clock, you know? Yes. You weren't tempted to, to fly out, Jeff. I know occasion, occasional European yeah, trips. Do, for you. Yeah, yeah. No, generally do, but no, I'm, you know, it's, it's a bit deflated. To yeah, be honest yeah, with you, Josh. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, I'll admit it as we as we look at to the Leicester game. I I had uh, planned to go to Leicester with a couple of mates, and we were all that deflated that they started suggesting that maybe we we didn't go and we simply watched on TV. So the first time in a long time that I, I sort of said yes to that. I've been you know incredibly positive and, and have gone why. all over the country. And I I just thought, you know, well, maybe you're right. Maybe let's just. You know, I'll have my Saturday. That's the reason why I was late tonight. I was collecting me Leicester tickets. 
but I don't know where you I'm are going. going. Well, at the moment I'm going, but you know I don't know. We'll have to no, see. I, 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 passed, I must admit I've, I've passed them on to a friend of a friend and uh, and won't be going. But I'm sure it will be. Uh, you know, West Ham away. After do do, you do that us? one. Do you fancy us? Not not in the slightest. And I'm not being. <laughs> uh, do you know what? Chris, do you fancy us? No, but well, hang on. Old, no. If you look at even at the odds, I mean, like we're we're like five to two to win the game. Leicester, are, you know, big favourites. And the way they played, they've gone and rolled over Crystal Palace. Am I being unfair? I no, just don't. No, Chris, we, no. We haven't shown any. We don't deserve to be seen as anything but the underdogs because we haven't shown any signs. Yeah. There's no. There's no Emery evidence. To, even under Wenger, you'd be like, oh, but he's one thing he's quite good at is we have a shit couple of weeks and then he'd like yeah. bring that. I'm like, what, where, where where are we going back to, Emery? It's like he'll just try and be defensive, and I think we're going to get. We'll still somehow get done on the break like twice. Leicester are currently six points. Clear of us. And not only are they six points, they're 18 goals better off. Yeah. Of course, they had the 9-0 victory yeah. against Southampton. But even if, you, even if you decide to take all those goals out, they'd still be comfortably um, ahead of where we are. Leicester City have an opportunity after 12 Premier League games to go nine points clear We're in trouble, of Arsenal. Right? And at that point, uh, you really start thinking nine points behind the top four, which is where we could be come 7.30 on Saturday. 12 games in, it's a hell of a long way back. So, uh, well, you know what? I, I think we'll struggle. I've got because Leicester are a decent side. You know, they play good football as well, yeah. right? And they're organised and they do defend quite well. And they've got the Premier League's top scorer, yeah. and J- well, Jamie Vardy, yeah. who turned they, us down. That's another low point in our in our mm. Arsenal supporting. Been turned down by Vardy. Come on, think about that for a second. <laughs> yeah, I think there were a few different variations yeah, of uh, of that story. Yeah, I don't right. know. I suppose Wenger maybe decided at the last minute he wasn't quite the right fit. But yeah, but either way, um, we we could probably benefited from his goals in in the last couple of years. There's just more excitement. You think about a Leicester team at the moment? But we were so excited at the start of the season. We've got Pepe and the other couple of lads that we brought in, Sevalos and. You know, I mean, just what about Sevalos? His first game, we looked like a world beater. Now he looks like a panel beater, the kid. Oh, honestly, <laughs> bless him. He's trying. He, yeah. does, he does a lot of work. He always, across show, the he always shows for the ball. He always, but again, like you don't. He's not quite one or the other, right? He's not quite an eight or a. I'm, or a, bit, a I know, I'm being a bit harsh on the lad. I know. Yeah, but he, but he hasn't kicked on from a couple of early-ish good performances. Think, it was a shame he was the one that missed that penalty. Who, who really yeah. has though, apart from Aubameyang? Really, like who and. That's the thing. Just if I mean, imagine if we didn't have him. Like where, how, how badly he would have been. I'm sure he would have been sacked. I'll tell you earlier than this. Pound for pound, apart apart from Aubameyang, he scored the goals. But you know, I've seen a vast improvement in Callum Chambers. Yes, that's true. Right. Is that for Moon or Emery, or is that because he had two years out on loan at Middlesbrough and Fulham? Yeah, I think it's obviously the loan deal. He's got his confidence. And and Gendouzi, to be fair, Gendouzi's been been um, a bit of a yeah, Gendouzi, uh, yeah, like yeah. Uh, another one who probably wasn't expected to have the impact on, on yeah. the first team that, that he has. Um, I'm just trying to have a look here. I think I saw that is this if the results go the wrong podcast, way. No, well, I, I think it is actually a bit of a, a bit of a low point because we we could end up ninth in the yeah. table come come you know the end of the, this on? match day. No, I'm just saying that <laughs> if results go against us because you know there are so many teams just behind us on 16 and 15 points. Results go another way. We'll you know barely be clinging on to a place in the top half of the table, and that's not after like four or five games of a Premier League season. This is after probably a, a fair reflection of the games that we've, we've got to play. And uh, yeah, I do feel a bit deflated for me to give up and a couple of mates who I go with to not bother wanting to go to a Leicester on a Saturday where we could all get together. That is a, yeah, after a that Leicester, is an unusual thing. First time in years I can remember feeling like that. Yeah. Yeah. Under Wenger I also felt like 
Every couple of months, you'd get a four or five nil home win. You'd just roll over someone. Maybe I'm roasting to glasses. But there would be performances occasionally. Just give you a little reminder yeah, of what yeah. this could be. Yeah. Even though you'd go away and there'd be disappointment. Always yeah. one more player. One more player. One more change player. It. But you know what? You just have a day where it all clicks at home. Under Emery, like we've said it every week on here, even our victories this season in the league, they've all been won by one goal. Yeah. Some of them fortuitously. Yeah. At Wolves on Saturday... You know, when they equalise, well, they've deserved that. They deserved it. I now hope we can probably hang on for a draw. Yes, and that's exactly. what it, and that's what it's and that's what it's come oh, to. And I, I don't know if I quite got to that low with, with Arsenal. And, and maybe it's rose tinted. Maybe it's rose tinted glasses. It's but so it does feel like a low, Chris. You've six years you've been away, and you come back. I know. I've come back. It's great. It's good, good to be really immersed in British <laughs> negativity times yeah. ten. But um, America, I wouldn't get away with this sort of uh, <laughs> level of cynicism. But um, no, the what my positive, and it sounds, I don't want it because it sounds mean, but like <laughs> if. If we lose, and we'll be nine points behind, I genuinely think once Emery goes, even if Freddie again, unproven, I just think the players, they're good enough to be better than they are. And I think they'll have that that new manager bounce, which we haven't really been privy to since after Bruce Rioch, right? Uh, right. So that's so long ago. But even Oli, we're we're all sort of delighted that... um, Ollie's still in charge of United because you can see he's not probably the answer and they have other problems but I just genuinely think like Freddie would but when he came in the players were like oh it was like a backpack was taken off right they had that great run I genuinely think once he goes and I think it's when not if um, the players I just think they'll just be they won't be whoever takes over won't be doing this same level of fucking the detail if he was doing the details and he was getting the results fair enough but it must be like if you, how, how, how much faith would you lose going we're spending three hours watching a video about the other team we're doing shit all on the pitch we're losing once you take that away and you go go play and hopefully add better tactics and instructions Wenger used to get a lot of criticism because they said that he didn't prepare like Jose does like Pep does etc etc but Wenger has explained that on numerous occasions because these Premier League, you, you've got to trust them to go away and watch these videos. That's the first thing. And their concentration levels are, are not... Yeah. They're not, they're, so, they're not gonna, so he just trusted them to, to play the way we're doing, the same way every week we try and pass around teams and score more goals than the other teams do because he wanted to entertain at the same time. Yeah. With this geezer, I'm not being funny, yet, we can't even defend. Yeah, yeah I, I feel incredibly low about it as well. Just before we do predictions, which is really a note to Boyd more than anyone else, there was this story that, that broke this afternoon. I don't know if you saw it about Arsenal acting eight staff members. Yeah, that was planned uh, before, though. Including Everyone so t- tell us a little that. bit more about it, because uh, the main man that, that fans will know is our former player, Steve Morrow, who was yeah. head of youth scouting, who apparently has been told that he uh, is yeah. no longer Danny Cobassian, I think, has gone as well. There, you know what? I think it was that there was all uh, Wenger men, and they wanted to have a little bit of a clear... Well, out. we're 18 months on. I mean, there were a number of Wenger men that yeah, went but the I day he went. They, yeah, yeah, of course, I know, but I think they couldn't... I don't suppose they could just turf them all out the door at the same time. They had to just take time and recruit others. So maybe, you know, um, I don't know, but I, I think it's it, that's what... It was It was planned from for, for a while anyway that they was going to um, move these guys out. But Stephen Morrow, yeah, it's a shame he's... he's Stalwart from back in the George Graham days. Absolutely. I mean, I think there were people on Twitter being a little bit mean about uh, Steve Morrow being dropped for the yeah, second time in yeah, his Arsenal yeah, career that. after Chief breaking his shoulder in the yeah. uh, 93 uh, League Cup final League celebrations. Cup final, yeah, I think correct. My, my first Evans. Arsenal game was a few weeks after that game, if I uh, remember right. The FA Cup final replay against, uh, against the same, two, same team. Wednesday. Yeah, of course, yeah. 
Well, there you go. Um, we better do some predictions, if only to keep Boyd happy. So, firstly, the, the trip to Portugal. I, I've got a load of mates who are going out to this game, and again, I've just decided not to go, and I'm delighted to see the weather there looks really shit, because they were reassuring me this would be a good, sort of, like, nice 20-degree yeah, day, weather. and actually it looks like it's raining in 11 degrees, so I'm it's... delighted with my decision. But uh, any view on the game, a prediction? Um, I mean, he's, I assume he's... But he, he must be thinking he has to, sort of, do a result on the weekend, so he's going to... He he he's in job survival mode, so he's he's going to be playing. I think actually probably the most, just all, he's got to be playing all second team players. So that might even mean no Saka, maybe no Martinelli. He might. But it's weird. He's obsessed with the Europa. I mean, I think the reason we hired him essentially was because of his Europa League level uh, uh, yeah. record. So he obviously you know loves it and maybe thinks it's another. But we're already going to win that group, so it's going to be youngsters, and we'll probably still win three one. I think he's going to have Leicester in mind. He's got yeah, to be mindful to. of Leicester because I think he'll put a, a strong team out, experienced team out as he can. But at the same time, he, he, what you said, Chris, you know, he's he's got to watch himself now because if he gets beat in, in Victoria, then you know, then he's, he's he's under pressure again. I think he'll go experienced defensively. Well, Holding and Mustafi are going to have to play. There's no real danger yeah, of them playing the weekend. Better in. Maybe Kalazinac, probably Kalazinac, unless yeah, Maitland yeah. Niles comes in and fills at fullback. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, it will be a mix, I suspect. So, so what's your prediction? T- your prediction? Oh, sorry, yeah, I, no, I think we'll, I think we'll win. I think we'll win. Um, I think we'll win three-one. Do you reckon to put granite in there as punishment? Do you reckon that could be interesting? It's an interesting shout to just give granite because the longer you leave it, the bigger so an issue it home. becomes. Away from home. I don't know how many fans would take it, but I don't think it will be the no. the uh, vitriol that it would be might, if he played at the Emirates. It might be. A, it might, it's not a bad show. What's actually. he going to do the next time that he gets a bit of a roasting from the crowd? Because well, that's going to happen if he plays. You know that. Yeah, and the sooner it happens, I sort of feel the better. I, that's why I was almost just think maybe put him on the bench, bring him on. It's going to be a bit of booing, and just get it done, and then yeah. Yeah, it will be diminishing returns every time. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I did think you we, predict? Did you predict? Yes, it was a three-one victory. Chris, three-one. I think just a one-all draw, but I think in the circumstance, if we. It, all attention will be uh, on the Leicester City game. So, Chris, your thoughts ahead of a Leicester City game? I, I sense you're not thinking victory. <laughs> It'd be really funny if I was like, yeah, we'll win 5 0 after that. Um, uh, I, I can't, I, I don't know where, it's, it's mad to say in this team, I don't really know where the goals are coming from, but the way we play, I don't really, apart from Aubameyang, a moment of brilliance. I guess he'll play Meza again, but then it's very funny because he's been away for so I still like Meza, but I don't think he's the answer and he hasn't turned up on enough away games anyway so he might chuck him in again and I don't know if Meza will turn up um I just think if we get a goal that's I, I can't just get more than one goal and I can see them getting at least three so I'm gonna go three one reversal of the uh, midweek fixture and that's that, how, how sad is that that's so sad that's, and that's a realistic Arsenal scoring one goal is never ever enough as you well know yeah you defend no I can't I'm afraid that I think we get beat by the odd goal, whether it be 2-1 or 1-0 or something, but I think we get beat. Yeah, I think 2-1 as well. I think we'll lose 2-1. Do you think we'll get sacked afterwards? Because we've got the, uh, that international, international break. break. I don't know. Maybe we're too blinded by the fact that we had Wenger for so long and a board that we're never really going to sack him midway through a season. Like 
Like, when was the last time Arsenal sacked someone during the season? No. You're talking George Graham, right? Even That's Bruce Riot got to the end of yeah, that summer. Yeah, yeah. You know, that is a bloody long time. Yeah, George right. Graham leaving midway through 94, 95. Like, it's un- We haven't had Arsenal leave him. So I think it's just so alien to me, the idea of a manager leaving midway through the season. Like, I can't believe it's going to happen, but... If this was any other club but Arsenal, if this was going on at Chelsea, if this was going on at mm. one of the gone. other teams around us, Chelsea would be gone. He would be gone. Watford would be gone after two games. They would yeah. now be eyeing that up. I don't know. So I like. I, I would like to think that is the best cause of action for the future of the football club. That if we do go get B at Leicester, that you know he should be removed. But I don't personally, sadly, see it happening. But we live in hope. Maybe we'll all be surprised. Maybe Mesut inspires Arsenal to, to a victory at Leicester and our season gets back on track and we close the gap to Leicester to three points and suddenly everything looks really different. But I, uh, I somehow doubt it. Um, listen, 50 or so minutes have absolutely flown by. So thank you so much to uh, Jeff for, for being back here. Any, uh, any more holidays planned, Jeff? I know yes, you're very right. rarely yeah, uh, like in the country. Yeah, where where are you headed at Christmas? Can you oh, tell I fancy Thailand. You know what? We just go, Thailand. We just go on the hoof, you know. We just go, where, where should we go? Yeah, Once Thailand. Kitchen, kitchen be done by then? Yeah. <laughs> should still be done. I hope so, mate. Okay, Otherwise, Thailand. I won't go Thailand. Uh, Chris, if, if people want to find out and follow you more, I know you said you're predominantly in, in LA. Where can we find out more about um, your, uh, your... On your the social media, is it it's at Chris M Comedy. Um, I feel bad. I haven't been at all. I mean, it's, it's quite hard to be funny on, uh, at the moment about Arsenal. Do you no, know it's, it's very difficult. I feel like I've just come on and just like, I've got to get, you're not funny. You're such a comedian here. But um, no, at Chris M Comedy, just so that you... People don't think I'm from Coldplay, but they're still there from Coldplay, so it's absolutely pointless. And it's LA. If people find themselves in LA, you're in Los Angeles. In LA. I'll be doing some shows out there and walking my dog. Fine. So you might see me walking my dog. No shows honestly. in London? No, I'm just doing one tonight. Um, <sighs> just a little one, but um, and then flying back on Thursday. So, uh, yeah. A flying visit. A little, little stop in, yeah. Um, well, look, we hope it will be less than six years before your next visit, because God knows what will be happening in 2025, should you uh, return then. Um, if, and as I hope we are still doing this podcast. Uh, but listen, Jeff uh, and Chris, thank you so much. Thanks. Um, we hope to be back with a podcast after victories against Victoria and Leicester, but sadly, we're not necessarily expecting them. Cheers. No. Pleasure. Thank Thanks, you. guys. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.